Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr. Bean, and more Steve McQueen, Check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. Hello and welcome to yet another edition of the Chelsea Podcast. I'm Chaz and I have the magical mooch with me. How are you, pal? <laughs> Good mate, yourself? Yeah, I'm all right, yeah. Um, oh, we've got to be a bit happier now, haven't we? I mean, it's... Uh... <laughs> We're up to we're up to ninth, no, nosebleed wow. territory, and uh, yeah, another win, another home win in the league. It's uh, it's starting to look a bit rosier. Was it? Did it make up for a better weekend for you? Yeah, yeah, and um, the other results for well, the results of other teams has sort of elevated our mood as well as our position. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're very uh, fortunate to have back with us tonight um, at extremely short notice, so thanks for that. Um, friend of the show, uh, long-term Chelsea fan, CFC UK writer and Chelsea author, Mr Kelvin Barker. How are you? Hi, uh, yeah. Thanks for having me back on. Oh, you're very welcome. It was uh, it was a gas last time. Lovely to have you back. Um, so we're looking back at... Um, uh, this weekend's game, and I suppose a little bit back at the, the Middlesbrough game, although probably best we try and forget as much about that as possible. But um, So what did you make of, uh, of this weekend's uh, performance, Kelvin? Um, yeah, it was all right. I think it was all right. I didn't get too carried away with it, but uh, a win's a win. Um, we are on a decent run in the league, certainly in, in, in the, the home games. Um, I'm not sure we were up against much at the weekend, if I'm honest. Um, I know Fulham's away form hasn't been good. I, I, I expected them to be better. I thought they'd be bang up for the game, being, you know, as it was against us, but I kind of thought they were a poor side. I thought we edged it. I didn't think that we were comfortable in any way, but I, I did think we were the better side. But, um, yeah, I, I'd like to see us playing better against, or, or winning games, actually, against the better sides. We've played okay against the better sides, but we haven't won the games. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, it was, you know, it was three points and, it was it was nice to have a double over a local rival as well. Yeah, I mean, Mooch, that's a, that's a fair point. Um, it, it wasn't. It, I mean, I, I'm I'm of the of the mind that it was a it was a better performance. I mean, it was certainly better than Middlesbrough, um, but it was it seemed a little bit better all round. We'll get into a bit of that, but I suppose 
there's an argument that says, you know, three points above everything else. But um, what did you make of it? I, I mean, I did think there were signs of, of general improvement as well as it just being a win. Although, as Kelvin says, uh, Fulham didn't offer an awful lot. Yeah, uh, and you can say you can only beat what's in front of you, but we didn't really convincingly <laughs> beat what was no. in front of us, and that's probably where I think the 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 frustrations uh, sort of seep in. Um, but as far as the seasons go, we're just going to enjoy the wins, enjoy the three points, and and hopefully uh, the the pressure is slightly eased off the off the off the the team, and uh, they might be able to be a little bit more fluid and relaxed in. In the upcoming games, the two cup uh, cup games, and then a nice easy one against Liverpool at the end of the. <laughs> <laughs> I just it felt to me like we. Um, I mean, one of the things that I've, I mean, I've said on here, one of the things that's bothered me most about the team this season is that, you know, we seen we moved the ball very slowly. Uh, I appreciate, you know, there's nothing wrong with patience, but a lot of lateral movement of the ball, a lot of backwards passing um but also just when it matters when you you know when when the time comes to make that switch to sort of very fast incisive crisp passing we haven't really done that and the movement ahead of the ball hasn't really been that good that much good and it did feel to me like there were there were certainly pockets of the game where we we seem to be doing that a lot better um is that a lesson learned after uh borough do you think Kelvin, or is it? I mean, have I got that right? That was my impression. I must admit, I didn't go live. To, I didn't go and see the game live, but that was certainly my impression watching it on TV. Oh, it's funny you should say that because the guy sitting next to me, um, he and I were having a chat and, and saying that again we were really slow. Um, all their build very slow. Um, it, I didn't notice any significant difference in that respect. I, I have to be honest. Um, I might, you know, I, I might be just being a little bit harsh on them. Um, but um, it, I thought it was a little bit turgid, to be honest. The the performance it was it was good enough. I thought we saw improved performances from some individuals, um, but I still think there's plenty missing in terms of cohesion of the of the team. I mean, I should really, <laughs> I should state for the record that when I say it was it was better, I mean that we're starting from a pretty low bar. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it just felt like I just felt like we were. I did feel like we moved it a little bit quicker. I felt like people were making sort of more timely runs into the box. We had a few more players in the box when it mattered. Um, again, obviously, we didn't have an awful lot of end product on on that front, and that seems to be you know a problem that's just going to run and run. But um, you know, I I, I I can see we were still far too often trying to battle our way through, you know, a wall of six oppo players. And, you know, there's no question that, you know, we're still not getting the ball into the box in dangerous positions as much as we should have done. I mean, it's, it, what was pointed out to me was that it was, we've got the second highest XG in the league. Now, yeah. I'm not, look, I'm not one of those people who really lives and dies by XG, and I don't think anyone should. And, you know, we're, we're a... Uh, a living, breathing um, uh, proof that it's it makes a mockery of the game, really, to say, you know, we've got a fantastic XG because clearly we're not scoring enough goals. But is it is that just? Do we think that's just a um, the striker problem, or is there more to it than that? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if the XG was from earlier in the season when we were we seemed to be creating all of these chances and not putting them away whereas now when we're on this run of wins we seem to be scraping the wings but not having the same level of performance that we were kind of using it not, not using it as an excuse or just it, pinning our hopes to <laughs> that would uh, eventually turn good now don't get me wrong i'll always favor a result over a performance um but it, it it seems to be like we are we can't have both. We can't have a great yeah. performance and a solid, convincing win. Um, I I think the I think that there is there's an argument to say that the the t the players who were doing well at the start of the season may not be may have dropped off a little bit now. And, and I'm I'm talking more about Caicedo. Uh, Enzo had a good game. 
but I don't think his consistency has been there and, and he's not really been putting in that scything pass or or, or or being that spark apart you know as much as you would hope a, a World Cup win a hundred million plus plan player would be mm-hmm. um I, I think you can still put it down to you know the players not having the confidence because they are human they understand that these wins are are wins but they're not performances that were you'd, you'd write home home about but um I also think you know we should be seeing more from Poch improving these players a little bit by this point in the season. Mm. I mean, I, I, you mentioned Enzo there, and you know, for me, he was sort of indicative of of the change of you know he was a good symbol of of the of the the uptick, let's put it, in performance, even if it wasn't sort of a, you know a great performance. I mean, and I suspect a lot of, to be fair, a lot of this is about the room that he was afforded um, by Fulham. But he did seem to be getting up and down the pitch a lot, um, making some incisive passes. I mean, I, I, I see what you're saying. I absolutely agree that, you know, we're still not seeing the, you know, the 100, the 100 million pound man. But it that's got to be a positive going forward. If he can, if he can bring that to his game, if you can bring that sort of dynamism and that involvement to the game, that's only got a bit of positive going forward, surely. Kelvin, what have you made of him so far this season? Uh, disappointing, generally, but I did think that um, Saturday was probably his best game. Possibly the best game I've seen him play for us. Um, I, I, I agree that he was um, instrumental on, on Saturday. I, I thought I played all right on Saturday as well. I thought the two of them, it, it was funny that match of the day, Picked um, Connor out as being like the the linchpin on, on Saturday, the, the star player in our in midfield. Because actually, um, it was a rare occasion when he wasn't. And well, in my opinion, anyway, um, I thought Casado and um, Enzo were, were were amongst the, the best performers actually on on Saturday. Um, but yeah, I mean, hundred million pound um, from a, a, a guy who, who looked really good at the World Cup. I, I, it's hard not to say um, that he's been not been disappointing to, to to date, but he's very young. Um, he came into a basket case Chelsea last season, and we're still <laughs> that pretty much at the moment. So there's time. There's time for him and Caicedo. I think Caicedo's only twenty one, twenty two as well. So you know, yeah. in a few years' time, they they might be worth the money that we paid for them. Well, you know, we've got a very long, uh, you know. Uh, him him sheet about that we've sung from on a regular basis about you know the fact that all these players have been thrown in together uh with a bunch of other players all of whom are under the age of 12 the vast majority of whom are under the age of 23 most of whom have not played more than a few games together yeah. anyway and um that does have to be you know that's the caveat that sort of allows us to kind of go uh you know and performances like saturday that that, that allow us to go you know, maybe this wasn't <laughs> a colossal waste of money. Um, and, you know, I think I, I think we're turning, I do think we're turning in the right direction. I mean, the very fact that we're, you know, we're on a little bit of a run, three consecutive games and uh, four home games in the league consecutively, which stunningly I, um, I found out was the first time that we've had four home wins in the league since 2020. Yeah, tells a story, story there, doesn't it? It does. I mean, I suppose we shouldn't really be disappointed given what we've seen over the last, particularly over the last season and a half. But even before that, you know, that's going back before the Champions League win. That seems remarkable. But there you go. Um, so going back to the striker issue, um, I thought Broja, I mean, obviously we all want him to be doing a little bit better than he's doing in terms of, you know, uh, scoring, scoring more goals, clearly. But... Um, I thought he was. I also thought he was had one of had a had a better game. Let's put it that way. He got more involved. I thought he saw more of the ball. He came out to to find the ball and lay it off uh, a little bit more. Um, I, I thought he did okay. Um, you know, obviously he's still nursing his way back from a, from his big injury and and still a work in progress and still young. But do you think he's got a future with us? Will he? Clearly, he's going to be around. Uh, certainly to the end of the transfer window. But do you think long-term, do you see a player there uh, with potential to, to stay at Chelsea <laughs> and become, 
a, a member of the a, an integral member of the squad, if not of the first team. I, I'm I'm not sure that he will um, have a long term future with us. Um, what goes against him, I think, is coming through the academy and the, the potential that he's quite valuable to us if we want to make other signings. Um, I do agree with what you said about his performance on Saturday. I thought he stepped it up a little bit. Um, I don't. I think he gave Fulham more trouble than he gave Preston, funnily mm. enough. Um, yeah. And he was big and strong, wasn't he? he? He held the ball up well. He never actually looked like scoring, unfortunately. Um, and I, I've got to be honest, I, I think longer term, I've got more hope um, for Jackson than I have for Brozier. Um I, I actually think we're missing him a little bit um, in his absence, um, Jackson, which is, yeah, is, I can understand why people would find that amusing. But I do think he um, he keeps defences on their toes a bit more and he's a nuisance. And um, for all that, he's got some sort of wayward finishing in him and uh, he's a bit rough around the edges, very rough around the edges. But um, yeah, I, I'm, I think he's probably got a longer term future than, than um, Brozier's got personally. Well, it's, it's interesting because it, was, it wasn't long ago when, when Poch came out and said the potential for Brogia was huge and he was waxing lyrical about him. And again, he is very, very young and off an injury. Uh, but he is, he is the type of profile of player that we do need. We just need the polished version of it right now. Um, so it could be one where, you know, it maybe he goes out on a loan or maybe he, he has... Uh, a run uh, in next season if there's an injury and, and he comes good. Um, but uh, he, he, you're right, he doesn't look like scoring. He's doing a lot of the right things, but he's not... The the one thing that we do need him to do, he's not doing, which is which is putting it in the <laughs> back of the net. But he has had flashes, like that header that he scored <laughs> the other day, great. But we need more of that. And we, we also maybe need him to be a little bit meaner. I mean, I... I... I take, I absolutely take your points, and I'm not sure he's a long-term solution for anything. The only one, the only thing I would say is, uh, yeah, it's a very good point you make about Poch singing his praises so so loudly. But also, I just the the thing about not being polished, and I do wonder if he'd come into the side on a run without the injury happening. You know, just how much that set him back. I mean, not only the not playing. But what that's taken out of him, that little edge, that little extra yard it might have taken out of him, that little bit of confidence it might have taken out of him. And if we had, if we'd have got the Broger who'd come, if we'd have played the Broger who came straight back to us from Southampton um, without an injury, I wonder if he'd be, you know, kind of like a, a half season or even a full season more developed and would be doing that. So, but equally, I mean, Kelvin, your point, I mean, it's, you know, the, the sad fact of the matter is that we are seeing anyone who's anyone and everyone who's been brought through the academy and has therefore, you know, got a proper dollar cash value, uh, is 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 seemingly making their way out the door. I mean, I haven't heard much about um, the Connor rumours. The Connor rumours seem to have gone a little bit quiet. There's still lots of talk about Tottenham and Newcastle potentially being in for him, but I haven't seen anything new about that. Do we feel like he's going to stay now? I reckon that the club want to sign uh, to to sell him. I think the board want to sell him. Um, I suspect that their advisors, um, Win Stanley and Stewart, etc., don't really rate him. Um, I think the difficult thing um, with Connor is he's important to to Chelsea at the moment because we're not what we have been for the last twenty years. So yeah. a, a long periods of the last twenty years, he wouldn't have got near the starting lineup at Chelsea. 100%, 100%. But he's so important now. And I think Potch probably recognises that, the same as most of the fans do, certainly the match-going um, supporters like ourselves. I know he gets some online abuse, etc. But, um, you know, I, I think he is quite well regarded by what I would consider oh, yeah. to be proper fans. Um, yeah. But um, I just, there's this, it's this sort of no smoke without fire thing, really. I, I get this sense that the club actually would like to cash in on him. And then I guess really we have to be realistic and say well, it depends who they replace him with. Um, yeah. You know. I mean, it does seem to be because, you know, I I wonder if with, um, with the sporting directors, it is more about, it's less about whatever his intrinsic value is to the team and just more, you know, what he does to the, the bottom line really. And the fact that he is sort of a hard 
such a hard cash asset uh, and therefore would give us the freedom to, you know, given that we must be on the edge slightly of uh, financial fair play rules. And it, look, getting rid of him presumably would give us that cash injection, which would allow us to sort of go out and potentially flex our own muscles a little bit. And I suppose if we're talking about the likes of Ossiemen, um, whether that be now or in summer, um, you know, that's going to be another big chunk of change that we're going to have to find somewhere. So I guess that's it. But yeah, I mean, it, I, I, I can't understand why people are, would want to see him go except I'm, purely for that cash purpose. I mean, I'm in two minds about this. I'm, I'm in two minds about whether it is uh, a, a cash thing where, okay, cool. It's, it's just a pure profit, um, uh, addition to the, to the uh, balance sheet. Um, or if it's a if it's a contract thing where he's not selling he's not signing this eight year contract that we've given him which is uh, very prohibitive to a player and he needs to look after him, his his own interests and eight years doesn't give him much negotiation or options to to move on um, uh, or if it is just purely a PR thing where basically they they, they insinuate that he's going to go and then he doesn't go so we feel like it's a win. Uh, and uh, and I'm not sure if if the, the board are playing uh, 5D chess like that with with our, our our heartstrings, or if it is more just a, a contract and, and cash situation. Welcome to the Chelsea Conspiracy Theory <laughs> podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, that, if that is the case, because it shows a lot more nous and uh, than I would have given the, the board credit for up to this point. So, but you know, I mean, I, well, it's 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 a fair possibility. I I wasn't aware uh, that he I thought there hadn't been that many mu that much in the way of discussion about a new contract with him um there certainly hadn't been too much before Christmas I don't think but um I thought it was I, I wasn't aware that he was going to be put on another you know they were talking about an eight-year contract for him I suppose I that, makes sense. that was what was put in front of him previously I don't know if there's been any movement I don't know if there's right. been any talk of it but that's what I remember reading uh a, a month a month or two ago I can't remember when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I mean, my feeling is that he, I have no reason to believe that he is unhappy with how things are going and wants to go. I mean, it's my, Kelvin, I don't know if you know any different, but it's my understanding that, you know, the player wants to stay at Chelsea. Maybe, again, there is some jockeying and there's some underhand stuff going on that we don't know about, but he seems to want yeah. to be here. I mean, he's, you know, yeah, classic Chelsea through and through. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I don't have any sort of insight into it at all, other than gut feeling is he he looks like he wants to be there. Like you mm. say, he, look, he appears to genuinely be Chelsea through and through. I would have thought that um, he would he would think that his career is probably in the best place it's been. You know, I know he did well at Palace, but at the moment, captain in Chelsea uh, yeah. for the last few weeks and, you know, having that position now down in the team, um, I would have thought he's probably feeling that he's very much at the top of his game now. So... I can't see any reason why he would be in any hurry to leave. No, and a player like him, I do feel like 
you know, I, I can understand that some players coming in from different leagues might be looking at the state of the club and going, what have I come into? But that won't be the case with him. And I think he's got the nous to see that, you know, in a couple of years, we could again be sort of challenging properly for honours, properly mm. for the title and, you know, or at least, you know, playing in the Champions League. So, yeah, I think you're, I think you're right on that front. Um, let's, sorry, Mooch, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, if, uh, if only that, that shot of his, instead of hitting the post yeah. went in, then, then, Sign him, <laughs> you know that would have been sign still delivered. Well, I was going to say if it had gone in, that would have added another ten million yeah, to his yeah, yeah. <laughs> potential transfer fee. So um, let's let's go back to the game just for a, a little bit. Um, I wanted to talk about the gusto booking, um, and this yeah. did get you know a bit of chat after the game, didn't it? Um, I mean, bless Joe Cole and Peter Crouch. Afterwards, talking about it on television, they both said, "No, no, no." You know, it's, oh, you know, ex-players are always, <laughs> particularly ex, you know, particularly um, uh, players with a Chelsea connection are always going to say it. But I think what what annoyed, what slightly got on my nerves about it was it didn't seem to, I, you know, maybe I'm just looking at it with blue tinted spectacles, but it it didn't look like a sending off to me. But then again, I didn't feel it had very much difference to it than. Uh, the incident at Villa in the Villa home game where he did get VAR checked and he did get sent off. And I thought that I thought he was unlucky there. I thought his momentum carried him into, he didn't sort of bring his foot down on the player's leg. The momentum of the two players coming together is what caused the injury and uh, or caused the, the foul. And I thought, again, he was very unlucky in that one. It was there that, I don't know, maybe I'm overthinking it. Was there that much difference? I suppose what I'm saying is, what do we make of VAR in this situation? Because it seems once again to have been very uh, um, inconsistent. I suppose inconsistent is, is you, you know uh, you, you want consistency uh, unless it's at the detriment of Chelsea, which is like <laughs> is, 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 yeah, is the perfectly honest answer that consistent we, but wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it, uh, when you look back at it, you, you're, if it was the other way around, we'd be crying for a red. Let's be honest. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I, I did think that his foot slipped over the ball. In all honesty, I think he needs to be a bit careful with the way he goes mm-hmm. into challenges. He's got that rash look about him. But I did kind of think that his his his, his foot sort of just slipped over the top of the ball. Um, and, and to be fair, the two guys on match of the day also, uh, which is unusual, um, the, those the, the two pundits and Lineker all said they thought a yellow card was right for it. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I do agree that it was almost identical to the to the Villa challenge, um, and I wonder if the Villa one was swayed a little bit by the fact there was already a little bit of niggle, which was Dinya who who was on the end of it was the one who had been causing all the aggro beforehand by behaving like a dick. Um, it was also right by the um, the dugouts, wasn't it? So yeah. I think there was a lot of pressure from the Villa dugout and a lot of noise, yeah. so that didn't help at all. No, I think yeah. that's right. Yeah, I mean, that could have been, I mean, again, it just, it could have been a, I don't know if it would have been a game changer, but it could have been, you know, it would have given us some, certainly some sweaty moments towards the end of the game. And, you know, so yet again, it seems to be a bit of a, VAR seems to be a bit of a double-edged sword, but we'll take that one. Um, Talking about the defence, and I suppose this is the bit where you have to say, um, you know, maybe, (laughs) Kelvin, you were alluding to the fact that we have quite still quite far from the finished uh, article. Um, I mean, there were a lot of, there seemed to be a lot of shitty underpants in the last 10 minutes, every time a ball came into the box. And there were many occasions because we keep, seem to keep giving free kicks away. The defence did seem, I mean, I, I suppose this is the one thing about, we'll come on to Petrovic as well. This is the one thing about Sanchez, who uh, the one thing we might have missed slightly about him is he has a slightly better command of his box when it comes to high balls. But the defence looked so unsure, and there were a couple of really chaotic moments in the last five or ten minutes. Have we have we have we still not got the defence right? I mean, it, it doesn't. Feel, the obvious answer to that is is that we haven't. But what do we need to do to put it right? Is it a question of personnel? What's not happening for us for them? I don't think we have got it right. I do think there's a lot of panicking. Um, I don't think it's very well organised. I know people rave about Thiago Silva. I fully understand that. He's obviously a very classy player. 
I still don't think he's ever... I'd, I would have expected him to get that defence organised. Um, but I don't think we've, we've ever been a really solid unit since he came into it. And I'm not blaming him for it, but I don't, no. I'm don't. i just saying I don't think he's ever been able to pull, pull it together in the way you kind of would expect he might have been able to. I think we've got players in there who are a million miles away from the John Terry's and the Carvalho's and the Gallus's and people like Badia Shill. Um, I'm not just saying this now that he's had a couple of dodgy performances, but I always thought looked like he had uh, a, a mistake in him. Disaster looks like he's got a mistake in him. Um, you know, you, we've got the likes of Chalaba. I don't think he's quite good enough. So I think there is this panic. Now, if, if we had um, Chilwell and James operating um, left and right, I kind of feel like we would be more organised and more composed. Um, albeit, I think Chilwell was a better um, um, not left back. I think he's better on on um, as a attacking wing back rather than yeah, a, yeah wing back. Yeah, 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 I know so, what you mean. Yeah, yeah I, couldn't, I couldn't get the right term wing back. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I just think that as soon as the ball comes in our box, it doesn't kind of matter who we're playing against. If they if they lump it in there, we we panic. And it was interesting that you get this young kid, Alfie Gilchrist, to come in at the end there, and he's showing them all what to do. Thiago Silva tried to hoof it a couple of times and put it both both times straight up in the air. And this little Gilchrist kid comes in and hoofs it up the pitch. And that's mm. what we needed. You know? Well, I suppose, uh, I suppose he's still got the, you know, the words of all of his uh, youth team and school coaches in it, which is if in doubt, son, stick yeah. it in Rosette. <laughs> and it's a long time since Thiago Silva will have heard that, I'd imagine. But I think that's a brilliant point. You know, I think uh, that it's the one, not black mark against him, but it's the one question mark against Thiago, isn't it? Is you know, we know he's a Rolls Royce of a player. Okay, he's lost a little bit of pace now, and I do think he's been great for us this season, but. You know, you would have thought that his influence, a player of his ability and, and and his experience would have had, you know, a bit more of a positive influence on that. Mm. We didn't talk about Colwell. Or you, you didn't talk about Colwell there. I mean, again, I think he had a, a, a better game and not least because he got forward a few times, which obviously we like to see from a fullback. And we certainly would see if it was someone like uh, Chilwell playing in that position. Um. I mean, I think we can. We're probably all agreed, aren't we? That he's he's a he's a better left back. He's a better centre back than left back. Well, I, I think I think Potts come out and said, you know, that there's been mistakes this season, but the mistakes are there because he's you know a young player in his second season in in the Premier League, and if if he was playing at centre back, hmm. you'd be expecting a similar number of of mistakes, and that's just what's going to happen when you're betting in. Uh, uh, a youth team essentially um, uh, I thought he did much better uh, the, uh, this week than he did against the uh, Borough um, and, and and I w- was again frustrated when Chilwell came on at, uh, as a winger but in hindsight maybe that was the right call because maybe uh, having Chilwell who's is more of a defensively minded sort of player as well who could probably drop back and, and maybe go to more of a five is, is an option and also Cole was doing okay and you don't want to put a brand new player who's come back from an injury into a, uh, a, a, a sticky situation in the last sort of few minutes of a game um, you know where he might be sort of mm. inclined to do his injury again <laughs> you know yeah. you want to you want him a little bit further up the field where he's able yeah. to maybe stretch his legs and it's not just um you know, <laughs> jostling all the time. So, I mean, I, I've got to say that, you know, it's, I think it's, uh, we should say this in, in Colwell's favour is that, you know, when you've got someone who's, although maybe that's not fair, I was going to say, when you've got someone the like of, of the likes of Mudrick playing for, you know, on the left side, further up the, the pitch, you're probably getting less coverage, uh, uh, less protection than you might do if, the likes of Chilwell's playing there. However, I think that's probably actually even a bit harsh to Mudrick because he, he does, does change back. back. Yeah, he does yeah. try and get back. He's, but, he's but I, I mean, I think in I think we are probably you know we have had uh, very very attack minded left sided players. I mean, when certainly when Sterling plays there, I mean he I don't feel like he does he gets back 
no. very much at all. Um, and, you know, for that, he's a bit exposed. From that point of view, he's a bit exposed. But my thing is, um, I mean, I would imagine that Chilwell hasn't had enough game time yet to play, to start a game in any position against Borough. And that being the case, it looks like Levi will probably start, will almost certainly start a left back again. And that being the case, aren't they just going to target him like they ended up doing in the first league? They probably will. But I have to say, um, I was really impressed with him at the weekend, the way he played because of how bad he was at Bowen. And he, yeah. he did have a shocker. And I feared with with Fulham having like Harry Wilson up against him or William being able to go over that side, I sort of feared that he was going to get exposed again. But actually, yeah. he stood up really well. Um, so hopefully he'll take that into the Borough game as well because he, he should actually have plenty of confidence. He, I know we, I, I said that the Fulham weren't a good side, but he was actually up against some of their better players. Um, yeah, that's and true. he came out on top. I, I thought he, he was one of the best players, possibly best player on the pitch at the weekend, actually. So I wouldn't be too concerned now if um, if he's okay. in that position against Barrow. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's a, that's a that's a strong take, strong uh, support on his behalf. Good to hear. Talking of defensive matters, we did touch on um, uh, I did touch on Sanchez and Petrovic earlier on. I mean, uh, Petrovic. In fairness to him, I don't want to you know I don't want to sound like I'm being too critical of him because again in this game he made a couple of really important stops and um, I think he's done pretty much what we would have wanted him to do. Um, still a little bit green, maybe, but it looks like um, Sanchez will be back certainly by the end of the month. Um, is that going to be a conundrum for Pochettino? Or who do you think should be taking the number one spot? To be honest, I don't think Petrovic has done anything wrong. So I think he's in possession now. I mean, we can't say that Sanchez hadn't done anything wrong before his injury. So mm. I, I, I think it would be a little bit harsh. I, I'm not getting carried away. I've, I see a lot of stuff online of people saying he's our number one now, blah, blah, blah. He's this, he's that. You know, we he's, he is, like you say, still a bit green. Um, but... Yeah, I think he's the man in possession, and I think um, Sanchez should only come back in if uh, if it's warranted. Um, and at the moment, it wouldn't be warranted to drop Petrovic. I don't think. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree completely, Kelvin. I I I, uh, I I was a Sanchez fan. I am a Sanchez fan, but but not for his footballing reasons because I think he's a thug. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, but um, but you know, Petrovic has, has not not made a mistake he's made some great saves and and i think that's what you want just a little bit of consistency and and as you say uh sanchez did have a a bit of a he can't pass yeah. <laughs> so like, when, when, when you're trying to be uh, a team you pass out from the back and, and he's liable to to pass it to the opposition midfielder or striker then then it does put a little bit of an unnervy feeling in in in, in the defence um so yeah, I think uh, I'm not, I'm, you know, and I'm not one of these people who are banging on about him being, you know, uh, our number one now because he was amazing in the in the you know the the MLS who who gives yeah. a fuck. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, uh, yeah, you can you can you can only uh, praise him for for some solid performances and no mistakes, and that's what you want from a keeper. Absolutely. And particularly when you've got about seventeen goalkeepers in your squad as well, yeah. uh, notwithstanding that quite a few of them are out on now out on uh, loan. I mean, you know, it is ridiculous how many keepers we've got. Absolutely insane. It's five or six. Um, anyway, um, uh, I mean, notwithstanding, obviously that. I mean, it's great to see Chile come back on and get a decent amount of minutes. We also got Chukwemeka on the pitch for a little bit at the end. Um, looks like Sanchez is coming back. Uh, looks like Nkunku is is on the verge of coming back. So notwithstanding, <laughs> long. yeah, yeah well, <laughs> that's that's the worry, isn't it? It is. You know, we're a team of sick notes. But notwithstanding that, um, all of that is true, and obviously it's going to give a little bit more time for our, uh, you know, our walking wounded to make their way back into the squad. In a way, you could argue that this that our little sort of mini break now has come at a bit of a bad time because. Um, you know, as I say, four four Premier League home wins on the bounce, um, three wins generally on the bounce. It's it feels like we might. I don't know. It's very easy to say this, and then you have to cast your mind back and remember that Borough was an absolute <laughs> disaster. Um, but you know, 
as you say, it's uh, Kelvin, it's very difficult to kind of go from, you know, you see someone have one or two decent performances and then you start, well, certainly if you're on social media, you start praising them to the skies. But um, I'll, I, I generally feel like we are moving in the right direction. Um, that being the case, um, no Premier League game now until uh, I think it's something like the 31st, 30th or 31st of January against Liverpool. Um, you know, uh, is it a good or a bad thing, basically, that we've now got this break? That's a hard one, isn't it? Um, like you say, we're on a good run of, of, of wins if we take the Borough game out of the equation. We, we were on a, on a good run. Probably probably would have been better to have the break at another time, in, in truth. Um, but I don't actually think it should really be a thing. I don't really believe that we should... Um, we should be able to benefit from the break whatever time we're taking it, I think, really. And, you know, it gives us a chance. The, the injuries is, is, is an issue, so it does give us a chance to give... Um, it gives us a bit of time to maybe get one or two closer to um, to the action as well. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I mean, it would be nice to think that we have our break. We come back at the end of January. Liverpool's a free hit anyway. I, we'll almost certainly mm. lose there, but it is a free hit as long as we don't get absolutely hammered. Um, and then come February, maybe there'll be one or two more players coming through. Maybe those that are coming back around now won't be injured again by then. And suddenly it could start looking <laughs> like, you know, that break worked in our favour. Um, I'm, I'm of the different way. I think, I think, uh, I think it's, it's all depends on your, like, on your last game. And I think we've got a little bit of uh, downtime when we're not seeing Chelsea play and we're in a good mood. And I'm gonna be in a good mood for a week, so I'm gonna enjoy this. <laughs> and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Oh, we, we, we're okay. It's not that bad. Whereas if we'd lost to Fulham, I'd, I'd be like just distraught this whole weekend until until middles were on Tuesday. So you, that's how I'm looking at it. Yeah, I mean, I suppose that's the other thing. You know, let's be clear. We're, we're talking about a break. It's actually ten days. It's not like it's a month or something. And um, but um, you know, and obviously, if we hadn't been in the in the uh, Carabao semi final, it would have been marginally different. But um, yeah, no, I mean, it's from our from a purely personal point of view, it's always nice to have. <laughs> it's always nice to not and be on a high tearing your a hair out. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, just going. So going back to transfers, um, that's what we've got coming up. It looks like. Uh, Trevor Chalobah is likely to be on his way out. And I think it's a bit of a shame, but like you, Kelvin, I'm not sure he was um, absolutely top draw. I don't think he ever lets down, but um, I'm not I'm not distraught to see him go. But we still, although some names have been banded around, we still don't really seem to have uh, any more clarity on the striker situation. And, I, you know, unless people... In, in the higher echelons of the club are absolutely blind. It's got to be clear that something does still need to be done. Now, at the moment, it looks like um, Ossiman, if we go for him, that's likely to be more likely to be in the summer. Um, so some names are being banded around at the moment as possible uh, sort of short-term replacements, either loans or, or you know, a short-term buy. Um, and these have included uh, Dybala, Firmino and... Christ Almighty, Kareem Benzema. Um, I mean, Dybala think- is an interesting one because I think he really does fit the Chelsea sort of player profile in that he's constantly injured. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, uh, it, it works out well. It's a cheap buy. Uh, so why not? Why don't we just buy him and just send him straight to the to the, to the the sick bay? Well, the big thing he's got in his favour is I think he's... Um, his release clause is something like fifteen million quid or something like that. I mean, it's or there was there's a cut price if you if you get him before he has to sign a new contract or or something like that. It's absolutely you know we can get yeah it the, for the month of July or something until uh, or, I can't remember. But yeah, I, can't I don't think we, I don't think. Let's be honest, uh, it's it's hard to buy a decent striker uh, uh, at any point of the year. But in January, it's almost impossible. Uh, there's talk of Ben Zema, who's like closer to my age than an actual footballer (laughs) i don't understand listen if you played like him i'd have you on the pitch Uh, i mean i would still take benzema at the drop of a hat i mean 
there is there's got to be I, i'm not sure how credible the rumors are and i think we're probably just being yeah. touted as a potential place that he ends up because you know we need a striker we tend to have money etc etc um but it is of interest to me that you know these <laughs> this great swathe of players who uh went over to make their fortunes in saudi arabia you know we're already seeing quite a few of them sort of almost begging to come back, you know, Benzema being one, obviously. Um, Jordan Bleed and Henderson, who, of course, we were linked with. No, thank you. Uh, and Roberto Firmino is another one. But, I mean, so just from the point of view of the fact that, obviously, they're not cup-tied. Yes, they probably both still want to go to a team that was playing in Europe, but beggars and choosers, and they'll also be looking to make some money. How would you feel about... Uh, you know, particularly Benzema and, and Firmino as possible alternatives, Kelvin. We don't need another striker who can't score. So I don't know why we get Firmino. Like, yeah, well, that's true, yeah. It's, I mean, he didn't, uh, score, like, he didn't score when he was at Liverpool in his prime. No. So. Um, Benzema, like, all of these guys, are just, like, let's, uh, they're not happening because they're on crazy wages. They're, they're on in, insane wages that we're not going to be able to to afford to pay and, he, and even if we could why are we why are we kind of that we've got a plan we've yeah, but got mate, a, if, if, if the thing is if if it's a question between if it's if it really is just like we need someone for six months because we know in summer that we're going to spend 120 million on Osimhen or whatever it is and you know you would rather be paying a player's wages that you know silly wages than playing than paying you know, 50 million for a striker who we're only going to really be using until we get uh, that better striker in in summer. Kelvin, do you have a view on this well, one? Yeah. Would um, you take him? Benzema, I would, it would be worth the punt. I mean, it was only a year ago he was ripping it up in the Champions League. Um, Ballon d'Or winner, yeah. But, but, but I would imagine, uh, and I've not seen him play since then, but I would imagine he's probably not quite as fit now as he was this time last year, playing at that level that he's at now. Um, he's obviously got that side to him. I wouldn't be at all surprised if he's uh, not keeping himself in the best of Nick. Um, but he is, he is or was very recently a world-class striker. So if we could afford him, why, why not? I mean, we, we could do a lot worse. Firmino would be an interesting one as well because, I mean, my I, I was going to say the same thing. It's another striker who doesn't score goals. But he is actually, he would bring intelligence to our team that our team doesn't currently have, particularly up front. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. I mean, Liverpool fans, you know, and the Liverpool, you know, backroom staff at the time of his leaving couldn't really speak highly enough about him. And, you know, there, there's always an element of, like, there's a bit of flannel going on once someone's actually going out the door to everyone's benefit. But... Uh, you know, the Liverpool fans I know always, you know, were very, always loved their Bobby mm. and thought he was, and you know, and even when he wasn't actually putting the ball in the net himself, he was creating, pulling people away. Yeah. You know, he's got the sort of intelligence in the, in the box and the maturity in the box that perhaps <laughs> the likes of Broger and Nicholas Jackson don't have. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm less inclined to go for a striker who's not scoring, but, but I mean, either of them would be interesting. And as I say, as a, if we knew it was a short-term um, situation because we knew we were going to be bringing in someone in summer, then, you know, I can, I can absolutely see the sense of, of either either of them. Um, the other one that's come up today, uh, and I'm not entirely sure how you pronounce this, but it's... Um, I was going to say, let you do this one. <laughs> <laughs> the, the former Coventry striker, Victor Gaiokeris, is it? Gaiokeris. <laughs> Yeah, um, the Swedish striker. <laughs> it sounds like it would be Turkish with a name like that. But, yeah, uh, yeah, he's, yeah. he's, it sounds uh, like a Greek dish. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who don't know, um, uh, I'm sure most of you know he's 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 been over in um, he's he's gone over to Sporting this this year, 
and has done extremely well. Um, uh, something like, I think it's, I read somewhere it was 20 goals in 24 games, but I don't think that's right. I think it's 24 goal involvements, you know, another one of those modern kind of slightly ridiculous stats. But um, I'm, I'm less, you know, if that is a source, if that's our kind of, well, we buy him and we don't buy and we therefore don't buy Ossiman, presumably on the basis that he is a little bit less of a wild card and is ever so slightly, well, no, he's probably about the same age, but he's certainly cheaper. I mean, I, I'm I'm out. I don't really, I mean, we have already come out and said this isn't a... a yeah, a this is, it's yeah. all, it's, it's, I think it's, uh, it's, it's, sporting or his agent trying to sort of drum up some interest and, and keep his player in front of mind for a, for for uh for a potential yeah. summer transfer. Yeah, possibly, but I don't think it's come up I don't think this has come up sort of to be fair, this his name was being banded about yeah. before the transfer window. So I mean Kelvin do you know much about no. him? Would you is he someone that was I think I've ever seen him play, in all honesty. Right. Um I ha- I gather he played for Coventry last season or um sometime recently. Seasons, yeah. yeah. Um, I know nothing about him other than what I've what I've read, but it uh, what what I've read about him doesn't necessarily fill me with any great confidence that he's at the level that we should be looking at. You know, I would say maybe count Man City out of this, but are Liverpool interested in him? Are Arsenal interested in him? Are Spurs interested in him? No, um, and there'll be a reason for that. So I'd be very surprised if we signed him and he turned out to be the answer. Mm. Yeah, I mean you're and probably it, you're probably right, Mooch. It's it's got to be a little bit down to, you know, some jockeying by his agent because he's having a decent time in what is, let's face it, uh, uh, it's it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a big league in Europe, but it's not one of the, you know, it's, it's mm. nowhere, it's not the standard, isn't anywhere close to the top four. No. Yeah. I think, I think we did this last year and bought Nicholas Jackson and <laughs> like he was doing well and, but like for 30 million, not, 75 million for for someone who's had half a season of yeah i mean uh, he's he's had a little bit more than that he's got a little bit more experience a little bit more maturity but let's face it you know i think he's some he got something like 90 uh, 38 goals in 90 appearances at coventry so i mean he wasn't he, he was he was consistent but he wasn't exactly tearing up trees in the championship so you know you go away and you go go into a a bigger european league and you know and you and you have 20 goal involvements in your first half season and all of a sudden you you know you're you're commanding your agent thinks you're commanding 73 million 75 million whatever it is yeah no I'm, I'm not quite having that so um hopefully that one will be put to bed with uh with due speed um is there anyone else i mean it, it feels to me like the tony thing has gone quiet um anyone else you'd like to see come in any other rumors that you've seen that you think we should be following up on uh, not that we should be following up on, but there there was the uh, the Brighton young Brighton striker. Apparently, oh, we're, yeah. we're looking at him, but again, yeah, it's, it's crazy money for. Uh, uh, we've got enough, you know, potential <laughs> in in this team, and uh, it's for for a linchpin position like striker, it, we're d- desperate for goals, and we need someone who's coming into the league uh, or or doing it in the league uh, mm. with confidence and and you know uh, a more mature uh, uh player rather than you know a 20 year old or a 21 yeah. year old who who's gonna just have the, the, the pressure of the media and and, and the, the fans on it right from the get-go so i think we're I, th- I think we'd be the best thing best option is to to stick i don't think um bringing in some uh um once great uh Possibly past it, unmotivated um, uh, loan deal is is the right call. Um, I think it's it, we've done this before with like Higuain. Yeah, we have. And, you know, and it's we it's, have, but it's, I, it's desperation, and it's we it's haven't not, been in this bad a position before, though. In terms of just sticking the ball in the net, I don't believe. I think our need is greater. Where do you where do you stand, Kelvin? I mean, I think Mooch makes a very good point about Ferguson. It's that seems to me. You know, and they're talking about an insane amount of money, yes. and he seems to have I mean, given up. He seems to have given up scoring for religious reasons. <laughs> I think he's out injured at the moment, isn't he? So we probably oh, would he? be interested in him, but, uh, <laughs> but no, I think there he goes again. I, I do. I think he's he's out injured. I think he'd be mad 
um, having come in, made such a big impact at Brighton. I think he does look like he's got a big future ahead of him. But at his age now, to come and make that move, we've seen what it's like, the difference between looking like a, a great player at Brighton and then doing it on the big stage at Chelsea. Um, he'd be absolutely mad to even entertain the idea of, of coming to Chelsea anyway. But I would be very surprised if there's any truth in us wanting to spend that much money on him or really... I'd be very surprised if we really want to do any more business with Brighton anyway. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> yeah. another. There's also the the Villa shopmaster, uh, oh, John, John Duran. John Duran, yeah, who's been uh, talked about, but I don't know if that is if that's. To, I don't know if there's any truth or substance to that rumor. Uh, I mean, the only the only thing I'd say about that one is that you know he has when. He's been replacing Watkins when uh, in sort of cup games and, you know, when the lower, he, I think he played in a couple of the European games as well. But also if Watkins gets injured, he's clearly their, their main replacement. So the sense of it, I mean, I don't know if it's, again, I don't know if it's one that's been plucked out of the air somewhere uh, or there is actually some legitimate, there's been some legitimate contact between the clubs or whatever, but it seem, it would seem to be a ridiculous thing to do on Villa's part, as far as I can tell, because I don't really see that they have any any mm. obvious other replacement for Ollie Watkins. And they're flying high, aren't they, Villa? In the league, in, in the, um, the FA Cup, obviously, they'll fancy their chances in the next round as well. Um, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, so it, I mean, it's... they they funny enough, they seem to have read a little bit of a slump, but I've got my my best mate down here is a, is a Villa fan. And, um, you know, I in, to... Within reason, I'd quite like to see them win the league. But every time I think they're going to kick on yeah. and do something great, you know, they seem to fall away again. And I have to say, I've got a little bit of I've got a little bit of hope for the um, the, the cup game, given that it's at home. And actually, I felt we were the better side until sending off in our home league game. Um, it gives me a little bit of hope. But let's look at the Borough game. Um, that's the next thing we've got coming up, and we probably won't do a, a, a preview show before that one. So. Um, I mean, it didn't feel like there was an awful lot to redeem that first leg. What do you think's got to change for the second, gents? The score. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I, listen, I mean, at home, second leg, uh, I think it will be a, a similar sort of bounce back from, from that sort of poor result. Uh, the players up their game against Fulham and, and we should see them off at the bridge. Uh, we have a bit of home form now, <laughs> so uh, let's carry that through. We should not be going out to Villa. And, and you know, you do get blips like this, uh, especially in, in, in the Cups. And I think when we're, when we're on a wobble, they get blown out of proportion. And I don't mm. think it's... It, it's a 1-0. It's not like we've been battered by them. We were no. doing okay. Uh, it, uh, we we can turn this around. We should turn this around. We hopefully will turn this around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, would you start? Would you start with Broger in this one? Because um, I mean, I, I far be it from me to be disrespectful to Cole Palmer. I'm not going to be. He he, he obviously had a night, and equally, if Jackson or Broger had been playing, they could well have mucked up those chances as well. But I feel like you know we know his better position is. Is as number ten yeah. or, or or out wide, and um, do you, so can yeah. you you think? Would you imagine that will be will start with an out and out striker, which would have to be Broger, I suppose, at this point. Yeah, I I personally would start with him, but I also would imagine that we won't. Um, I I wouldn't be at all surprised if we have another false nine. Um, I wouldn't do it. I'd, I'd start with him up there. Um, let him play that battering ram role for 60 minutes if necessary and, and wear their defenders down a little bit and then maybe putting somebody nippier up front for the last half hour if we need to. Um, yeah. But I, I, my gut feeling says that he won't start with Brozier and that he will go for Palmer or maybe Sterling as a as a sort of false nine. But maybe I'm wrong. I just, I just feel it's such a waste of, of, you know, I mean, it's a waste of Palmer's greatest talent, yeah. which is threading a ball through. I mean, we look, we saw again at the weekend, um, you know, the ball through to the, for Sterling, 
that you know resulted in the penalty, which he took with great aplomb as ever. Um, and we, I it's think not like we've got a load of others that can do that. We've literally got one player. Who can no, pass <laughs> this is it. And you know, I mean, and Enzo was starting to do it a bit more, uh, which is only right and proper. That's what we bought him for. Um, but really, I think we want as much. You know, we want as much. You know, talent at unlocking. Uh, defenses as we can possibly get and actually get someone else on the end of the of the of the unlocking passes that would that's that would seem to be the sensible thing for me yeah. um i don't know is that uh i don't think i say chile will almost certainly be in the squad so that's interesting it looks like and kunku might even be in the squad as well which would obviously be a real bonus i mean to have that possible you know even if we got 20 minutes, half an hour out of him if we had to. I think that's a that's a real plus for me. What about the wide men? Because we've, I mean, Noni started to show some real signs of uh, being worthy of a place in the team and then actually had a pretty bad game against Barra. I thought, um, I thought, uh, although he didn't particularly, again, he didn't shine himself that night, um, Actually, did he play? I'm getting my games confused. Well, I was going to say Mudrick. I was going to say Mudrick. Mudrick came on. Yeah. Yes, that's right. He came on. Um, um, I th- yeah, I think... I, didn't play I, on Saturday. Yeah, I think... I quite like Nonny. I think he's, he's, he's just got that spark that could get us a goal. You know, he's, he's direct and I like that. And I think we might need that. Someone who's not afraid to, to shoot. Um, he's not scoring as much as I would like, but <laughs> if he could on, on Tuesday, that'd be great. Um, I, I, I'd, I'd start Nonny. Um, I'd start Sterling. Um, I, Enzo's playing well as well. I don't know now. Let's <laughs> say <laughs> so you do that, mate, then someone else has got to miss I know, out. I know, I know, I know, I know. And you're not going to drop Palmer and you're not, and I don't suppose you're going to drop Enzo. So, um, Gallagher, it'd have to be, I can't see that happening. Um, what about you, Calvin? It's a you know, it's one of those nice problems to have. But this is another reason why I, why you might be right. We might end up playing with one of those false lines. But you know, yeah. who do you think are the who do you think are the best options from wide at the moment? Well, none of them are actually tearing it up. But then none of them are getting a consistent run in the team. And with wingers, you generally yeah. do need to build on confidence, and confidence comes from mm. regular game time um i think nonny especially being at home i've I've got a feeling that he's one of those who's going to do it more at home than away um and i i I realize he played well at luton he scored a goal at luton but i just Mm. i feel like he um he's one of those who who thrives from the crowd um and a big semi-final against a humdrum opponent in fairness he he could potentially be a, be a star i'd probably have him ahead of mudrick at the moment simply because mudrick looks less confident um and that's not surprising because you know even when he's playing well when he's starting to improve he gets dropped again for a couple of games um so i probably would give Nonny um a run in in um a run out against Barrow next week he'd probably be my i think he's the most informed of the wide players at the moment Okay, and Sterling on the left, presumably. Probably, yeah. I think we we, mm. we we need as much experience in the team as we can get. And I'm not one of his detractors. I actually think I, I agree with you. That he doesn't track back enough, but um, I I'm I actually quite like him as a player, and I think he does oh, great yeah. a lot. And um, as I say, we need a bit of for, for a big semi final. We do need a bit of um, yeah. experience on the pitch as well. You know, he will take the ball and try and make things happen. Yeah. You know, that is his. That's his whole game. And, you know, okay, as we've said before, the end product, the end product from all the team needs to be better. And his end product does as well. But, you know, he is he will always take the ball, drive towards the byline, drive into the box. And that is going to be something that causes panic, particularly in a, a lower division team's defence. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I'm a, I'm in agreement. All right, gents. Well, let's um, let's do, in the, in the absence of a proper preview show for that one, let's do... Um, Let's do predictions. I, I get the sense of where this is going to go. Um, <laughs> Mooch, let's go to you, mate. What do we reckon? Oh. We've got to win it, but we're, not, we're going to probably concede again. So it's got to be a... Maybe... Uh, I don't know. 2-0, but we're going to concede, so I don't know. 
Dunsia scoring three. Not, so. not two nil. Um, all right. Two one, and then we'll scrape through. Okay. Kelvin, what do you reckon? I'm going to go for a one-one draw, and I'll tell you why. I will not predict ever in public, even if I was down the street and somebody <laughs> might overhear me. I will not predict a Chelsea win because I will guarantee you we won't win. So I'm going for a one-one draw, you. but my head does tell me tell me differently. That's a very good point. I'd hate to jinx us. That is my usual. That's my usual mo. But um, I think, I think it will be. I think we'll win one nil on the night, and then it will go to Penos, and then we will see what we will see. No, we're we're fairly solid. I mean, that's the one thing that I've been quite impressed with. Our penalty taking this season is yeah has been fairly apart from Enzo's first uh, <laughs> first attempt. Uh, yeah, I think I think. I think we do all right if it's on penos. I mean, certainly if they're if we if we do go to penos and they're they're the same as the uh, as the ones that were taken against Newcastle, we could have no complaints whatsoever, could we? They were four. Yeah, seems <laughs> well. Yeah, in his, in his one attempt so far, he's done very well. Um, gentlemen, that's been splendid. I think we've covered quite a lot of bases there. Um, it's been lovely having you back, Kelvin. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me. I've enjoyed it. Oh, you're welcome. We'll see you again very soon, I hope. Mooch, as ever, it's been a deep joy. <laughs> deep joy, that's... <laughs> I love it. Good. Um, and uh, we'll see everyone very soon. Uh, if you're going to the Borough game, enjoy yourselves. Keep the blue flag flying high. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.